Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It is flat out exhausting to have to be subjected to listen to people on cable news who get the basics wrong about what we are as a nation, about how the nation works. That is different than whether or not you agree or disagree with a with a position or, or a point of view. Dear Lord, we all have positions and point of views we agree and disagree with, even amongst each other. That's rational. I'm talking about the inability to note the basic foundations of the nation and the fundamentals of who we are as people. There's no better place to see this than Joe Scarborough of MSNBC, who is a yutz. Now, producer Ari doesn't like it when I name call. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. And I welcome anybody to call in and defend Joe Scarborough and what I'm about to share with you. Don't name call Tony, it's beneath you. He's not wrong. I don't actually think that there's any value in name calling. One of the things that I try desperately not to do on, on this program is use the words dumb or stupid. Because dumb and stupid end conversations. That's the very last thing I'm in favor of. But some things are indeed dumb and some things are indeed stupid. And every now and then it does slip out. This is neither one of those things except it could be both of those things. Rather, this is the kind of talk that occurs when people fail to recognize the value of the people. If I were to take a look at the Declaration of Independence, right? And I were to take a look at the U.S. Constitution. And I were to take a look at, at, at how they uh, begin and, 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 and how they, 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 they reach out to people. Right? When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them to another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. It then goes into we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. The U.S. Constitution... Well, that's an easy one because we have Schoolhouse Rock in our lives. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and posterity, and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Now, maybe you didn't catch the thread between the two things. I'll let you think about it for a moment as we play this from Joe Scarborough today, uh, talking to his lover, Mika Brzezinski. Uh, he, that's the way he says it. He refers to her as his lover, sometimes as his paramour, but they're married, so maybe not. And he thinks it's wrong to compare the riots at the Capitol to the riots anywhere else. 
I know there are idiots on other cable news channels that will, will say, well, you know, this mom and pop store was vandalized during the summer riots, and that's just as bad as the United States Capitol being vandalized. No, no, actually, no, no jackass, it's not. <laughs> The capital of the United States of America is the center of American democracy. And while I am a fierce believer in people's right to defend their private property, I'm not going to confuse a taco stand with the United States Capitol. Well, there's getting it all wrong. I just read to you the Declaration of Independence, and the preamble to the U.S. Constitution. What is the thread? The thread is about the people, not a Capitol building. The thread is about America, or the idea of America, being from, of, by, and for the people, not some building because it's got a really cool dome. And if you don't believe me, let's do it through culture. No one else was in the room where it happened. This song, as sung by Leslie Odom Jr. in the musical Hamilton, is about the moment when Alexander Hamilton engaged a conversation, a deal with Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, I believe it was. And in that deal, Tom, uh, Alexander Hamilton, he got himself the financial system, the monetary system that he was going for. And you know what he gave up? Moving the capital from New York to Washington, D.C. Do you know why that's important? Because no one actually cares where the capital is. What matters is the people that run it. So I put forth to you, Joe Scarborough, you know nothing who has never read anything, that the taco stand is of utmost importance, far greater than the capital, not because it's a taco stand and not because it is opulent or because it is small. It is because there is an American working at that stand and they come first. Any cursory reading of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence will show you this. Any cursory glance, any simple education will bring this to you, that the people do indeed come first, not the elected official. The elected official exists because of the people. So, of course, their taco stand matters and comes before the Capitol. What kind of fool doesn't know this? And what kind of fool thinks you're a jackass for saying so? Ooh, you're so tough and scary, Joe Scarborough. Oh, I'd be afraid to argue with you. It would be a lot easier to have a conversation if you even had a simple set of facts. There's no fear of you, you tough guy. Tough guy. Listen. Listen, we've sized you up and we've sized Mika up, and uh, uh, she's tougher. There's nothing tough about you. There is, however, a tremendous amount of disdain that you have for the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States and the fundamental principle of how we got created to begin with. We the people. What is this? 
What level of first grade education do you have to have to get a show on MSNBC? You know, that's the worst part. This guy makes more money than I do. Oh, that kills me. Rips me apart. You should be opposed to riots at the Capitol. You should be opposed to riots in Minneapolis and Seattle and Portland and Indianapolis and Chicago and New York that ruin taco stands. But if we're going to go about raiding them, little boy, right? With your, with your tough guy words trying to act the man and calling people jackass and what have you. Well, then the people come first. The people always come first. Everything else exists because of the people. Everything in the nation exists because of the people. Every elected official, every bureaucrat, every agency, every dollar exists because of the people. It is the people that are fundamentally good, not government. It is the people that are fundamentally decent, not government. It is the people who have the power, not government. And here you are telling those people they don't count. And that if they think they count, you call them what? Jackass? Jeepers. So tough and so scary. I mean, you're not as tough as Mika, but still you're so tough and you're so scary. This is why people aren't watching cable news. (laughs) The problem is they are. This is why people shouldn't watch cable news. Much better said, Tony. These lies, this disdain, you deserve better than that. You know, I, I, have, I have talked, and, I, and please, uh, don't, don't get me wrong, working to see what kind of content can be created. More content. I'm very, very happy for the guys o- over at Daily Wire, uh, Run, Fight, Hide, uh, the movie they just put out, and working the deal with Gina Carano, and I only hope good things can come from that. Because competition is good. And it's why I celebrate what Newsmax is doing just as I celebrate uh, uh, Fox. I mean, I think they got a couple things to figure out over there. And it might not be everything I agree with, but that's okay. More is better. More competition for the Joe Scarboroughs is better. More competition in film and in video is better. Much better. I'm so happy to see Parlor back up. I'm Tony Katz on Parlor, by the way. T O N Y K A T Z. Be sure to follow me there. More places to engage conversations is better. More places where we can share a conversation about how wrong Joe Scarborough is, and we don't have to name call at all. I mean, I got close. Oh, you know, I want to. But what's the point? The only argument that should be made is how little he cares about the American people and how little he knows about America's founding and how little he has ever spent any time, how little time he has ever spent seeing where the commonalities are and the threads are, which I always thought was a standard. That's what you're supposed to do. Seeing this, the, the, the declaration, uh, the why of America and the Constitution, the how of America. The Declaration of Independence explains why we want to be a nation. The Constitution explains how we are to be a nation. How we are supposed to work. 
You're supposed to dismiss guys like Joe Scarborough because what he has just told you is, man, do I hate you. And man, do I think little of you. And you know what? You are little. And you are small. And you are insignificant. You and your taco stand that supports your family and sends your kids to college and does all of those American dream things as you visualize in your head not one taco stand, but 25 taco stands. Ugh. What does that matter? As long as the capital is okay. What you should want is for both things to be okay. But if we're going to rank them, taco stand. As long as the taco stand survives and the owner of the taco stand is allowed to engage their rights, the nation will, regardless of wherever the capital is. I'm Tony Katz. So I asked earlier... Um, if you're considering Trump 2024, if you're one of these people involved in, you know, they, they did some polling and uh, 75% of Republicans want Donald Trump to stay, you know, the focus or be, be part of the party, stay a focus of the party. Have, have you asked yourself, what is it that you actually want? Like, like, what does that mean? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's great to be with you. What does it mean that you want Trump to be part of, of, of the party? What is it that you would like to take? So I, I, I ask people, uh, sit down tonight with your favorite bourbon and, and, and tell me now, by the way, it doesn't have to be bourbon. It could be water. It doesn't have to be bourbon. It could be scotch. It could be rum. People are into what they're into. But if you're drinking bourbon, tell me what you're drinking. I'd like to know what, what your, your bourbon is. And I got a, a bunch of emails. Uh, that I, I very much uh, appreciated. Uh, one of them uh, from from Eric was about Jefferson's Ocean. And Jefferson's Ocean is some lovely, lovely bourbon. The whole at sea thing, where the casks are put out to age at sea, so there's this constant movement. So the the whiskey is, you know, when when it's bourbon, it, which is the all American drink, uh, bourbon is, uh, you know, it it spends years in a, in a barrel, and the barrel is from American uh, oak. And it's first use, right? It's never been used for anything else. And it's charred oak, which means it's kind of burnt. It's the best way to describe it. And sometimes that chars for a short amount of time. Sometimes that chars for a, a lengthy amount of time. And the flavor that you get from bourbon, which is made with, you know, it's, it's, it, there's a different mash bill, different mix of things, but it has to be 51% corn. That flavor that you get, those vanillas, those caramels, those other things comes from the wood. Right, that's where the real flavor is is coming from, and sunlight hitting it at a certain spot at a certain time, certain heat uh, on 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 the ricks or on the racks, and um, in 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 those in those warehouses can create different flavors. And there sometimes there are special areas that create better flavors uh, than than others. And so the idea of of Jefferson's Ocean is that it's it's at sea, and so you've got this constant movement in the barrel so it's picking up all these different flavors from from the wood right and admittedly jefferson's ocean is is great really really good stuff but brian let me know that he's going with the uncle nearest now uncle nearest is is good bourbon please don't get me wrong which they refer to as premium whiskey it's, it's like, why is Jack Daniels not bourbon? Why is it sour mash? It goes through this charcoal filtration at the end, and it can no longer be bourbon, because bourbon has to come out of the barrel, can only be diluted with water. There are, there are legal ramifications to bourbon. 
right? There are rules, congressional set rules to bourbon and to play with it in any way. Well, it's no longer bourbon. It's still whiskey, right? All bourbons are whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are bourbon. So Uncle Nearest is a whiskey. Uncle Nearest, if you've never heard the story, one of the coolest stories out there. And even the whole the 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 whole group, like I have not met uh, the people behind Uncle Nearest, but I would very very much uh, like to. I've actually reviewed this. You guys know I do a bourbon and cigar show called Eat Drink Smoke, right? Uh, you can go to you can go to uh, on Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music. You can subscribe to it. Uh, that's k- kind of kind of my thing. So the story of Uncle Nearest is that Jack Daniels was taught how to distill by a slave. And that slave, Uncle Nearest. That's that's the story of of how it all kind of came to be. And so the story of Uncle Nearest and bringing this brand back is 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 this idea uh that that's how Jack Daniels uh, got got his start. It's a very it's it's a remarkably cool story uh, about how this all comes together. Now, with all of these stories, it's sometimes hard to know where every last bit of it ex- exists. By the way, it wasn't Uncle Nearest; it was Nathan Green. That that was his that was his name. So it's it's a just remarkably cool story. Now, uh, un- Uncle Nearest uh, is is very 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 good juice. It it really and and truly is. It's quite enjoyable. Um, is it in my liquor cabinet? No, there are other things that I like uh, just a touch more, uh, and so it puts other things in my in my liquor cabinet uh, first. But what what Fawn Weaver is doing over there, really really cool. They're they're in Tennessee. They're Shelbyville, Tennessee. Um, I don't think they're doing anything right now because of coronavirus. But if you ever get nearby, worth checking out. So people are drinking some good juice. But Uncle Nearest is not a bourbon; it's a whiskey. Just so you know. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz today. So the Gorilla Glue girl got an agent. I, I can't make this up. I, I wouldn't know how to make it up. She got an agent, kids. She's making money from putting Gorilla Glue in her hair. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Uh, so that's the story, right? Uh, there's this woman, uh, and her name is Tessica Brown. That's with a T, Tessica Brown. And uh, she usually uses this hairspray or this something glue, and she ran out, so she found Gorilla Glue, and she's like, that'll work, and she put Gorilla Glue in her hair. She put Gorilla Glue in her hair. Her hair wouldn't move. Her hair wouldn't move. Her hair will never move because it's Gorilla Glue. And she goes online and she's talking about this and she becomes a sensation and people feel bad for her. I am not one of those people. She put Gorilla Glue in her hair. Sometimes you have to live with the choices that you make. And sometimes they're ridiculously bad choices. She puts the Gorilla Glue in her hair. 
Well, she finds a doctor who will, who will help her. She's thinking about suing Gorilla Glue, to which I said, you still sue Gorilla Glue. I only hope they sue back for a billion trillion billion dollars. That's, that's my hope. Because you don't get to sue them for being a moron. You put it in your hair, you deal with it. Meanwhile, there's this doctor's like, I can help you. She sets up a GoFundMe because might as well make a couple bucks on the thing. She raised $21,000. Because she put glue in her hair. By the way, I think they're already copycats now. People who put Gorilla Glue in their hair and they, you know, they're, they're trying to make a couple bucks off it. It's too late. This is a one and done. The doctor gets the glue out of her hair. She's so thankful. She takes the $21,000 minus the cost to fly out to Los Angeles to, to have this happen. And she donates it to a charity this doctor runs, which gives plastic surgery to kids who need it all around the globe. Very, very nice. Look at that. The story has a happy ending, except she now has sweatshirts and, uh, and, and, and swag with a cartoon version of her with the hair. And according to TMZ, she's made a small fortune from the shirts. She's got a shirt of herself proudly saying, hey, I use Gorilla Glue like a yutz. And she's making bank. She is making crazy amounts of money. So tomorrow we are making a video where we wrap Ari, producer Ari, in flex tape. And then we see if he springs any leaks. It won't work. It, 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 we're going to find out. We're going to find out if it's going to work, producer Ari. I mean, it's not. Yeah, see, the issue, I, I don't know if you're, I feel like you're totally mischaracterizing the act that, you're, I think in your opinion, she conscientiously knew that this was Gorilla Glue and put it in her hair anyway. And that's just not what happened. She thought it was a different product and put it in her hair. It wasn't like she did this out of stupidity. She did it out of ignorance. Well, well, we're, we're, we're talking about degrees there. Um, I am not saying she purposefully did it for attention. I have never, ever made that, that argument. My only argument was, wow, you should have read. And then the follow-up was, if you think you could sue Gorilla Glue for this, I hope Gorilla Glue sues you for a trillion dollars. Trillion with a T. I hope you never, ever, ever sleep in your own bed again. If you're going to sue Gorilla Glue for something they didn't do wrong. That's it. All right, that's my only take. Uh, I, I love a good stupid lawsuit, so it doesn't bother me as much. I, I just want everybody to know that producer Ari loves a good stupid lawsuit. So if you feel like suing producer Ari and not suing uh, Tony Katz, you feel free. Because Ari loves a good stupid lawsuit. So I say, give him one. Yeah, because that's what I meant. Well... She didn't mean to put Gorilla Glue in her hair either, but oopsie. Do you think Jen Psaki meant this when she wouldn't answer the question on whether or not Israel is an ally? But can you please just give a, a broad sense of what the administration is trying to achieve in the Middle East? For example, does the administration still consider the, the Saudis and the Israelis important allies? 
Uh, well, uh, you know, again, I think we uh, there are ongoing processes and internal interagency processes. One that we I think confirmed an interagency meeting just last week to discuss a range of issues uh, in the Middle East. Um, where we've only been here three and a half weeks, uh, and I think I'm going to let those policy processes see themselves through before we give kind of a complete lay down of what our national security approaches will be to a range of issues. That's a lot of mental gymnastics. Woo! Holy cow. That is a lot of... That is a lot of nasty right there. You can't simply answer the question, is Israel an ally of the United States? And the answer is, uh, no, they can't. They can't answer that question. Why not? What would keep Joe Biden and his team from answering that question? Could it be... The Democratic Party, which doesn't know how they feel about the thing. Oh, wait, they do. And they know it. You can see it by the election of people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, members of Congress from Minnesota and Michigan, respectively. This is a simple one. Yes, Israel's an ally. This isn't a debate. This is a debate now. To all uh, my, my, my Jewish people who told me that Donald Trump was an anti-Semite, your move. Are you out of your head? Out of your minds on, on this subject? I mean, this is just, this is just flat out embarrassing. Flat out embarrassing. And people are openly asking now. They're like, wait a second. Is is uh, is Israel an, an, an ally? Yes or no? I mean, maybe he's got other issues, like for example, this guy. So the House Democrats have made a hire, and uh, his his name is I think I pronounce it Daiwan D Y J U A N. I want to say it's Daiwan, but it could be Dewan Dewan Tatra. He has joined the Democratic congressional campaign committee he's a senior advisor for strategic outreach and he put out on twitter on january 8th the answer to white supremacists storming the capitol is not to give more money to a different group of white supremacists whose job it is to uphold white supremacy so the new senior advisor for strategic outreach for the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee referred to Capitol Police officers as white supremacists. Just saying. And then, of course, a whole series of tweets of why Capitol Police are a problem. August 27th, 2020, I don't understand why you can't condemn violent police and acknowledge looting as a vital form of social protest. Looting is a vital form of social protest? No, no, no. Tell me more, Democrats, about your hiring practices and how you're really making sure you're getting the best of the best of the best. A group of people who can't consider Israel an ally when clearly they're an ally. A group of people who can't consider Israel an ally. How could I expect them to actually take a look at the tweets from the past year of one of their new hires 
and say, hey, maybe we shouldn't hire the guy who thinks looting is a vital form of social protest. How radical is the Democratic Party? They're this radical. Israel isn't an ally, and looting is wicked cool. Yeah, we're all in good hands. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Well, Valentine's Day has passed, and now before we know it, St. Patrick's Day will be here. And while that's still a month away, that didn't stop McDonald's on Monday from bringing back their Shamrock Shake. This is the 51st year McDonald's has offered the Shamrock Shake on their menu. But the Golden Arches didn't stop there. According to Fox News, the fast food chain will also bring back its Oreo Shamrock McFlurry, which hit menus for the first time last year. It's made with vanilla soft serve, mint flavoring, and Oreo cookie pieces blended throughout. For more information on all this, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash smoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, Drink, Smoke. There's a story of a health inspector in Southern California. And anytime you hear there's a story of a health inspector, you got to assume that a business was screwed over. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Parlor Tony Katz. Be sure to like me in both of those places. Yes, Parlor is back. I was very happy uh, to see it. I only hope they are able to... Uh, keep things going as they have things set up this this time around. Uh, but no, uh, messages, notifications. Uh, th- there I am. There, there's my there's my profile right there. Look at me. Look how pretty. At Tony Katz, T O N Y K A T Z. So you may wanna you may wanna get in on that right there. Yes, yes. I still have the the whole thing going on at Twitter. I just do very little. I do more than producer Ari would like, but I still do very little. Very little indeed. The health inspector is in Southern California. And what is the health inspector doing? The health inspector is telling Bravery Brewing that they have to close up. Nope. Sorry. You can't be open. This happened before uh, the Super Bowl, right? And Southern California, they were told, well, you can open, but no TVs through this weekend, meaning that Super Bowl weekend. Oh, we don't want people gathering to watch the game and perhaps enjoying themselves. They set up Super Bowl Sunday, limited hours, so people can grab uh, some fresh brewed beer and take it home with them before the game started. But why were they shut down? Because they didn't have a food truck. They're not selling any food. It's a brewery. They're just selling beer. Well, that's not allowed. You'd have to be a restaurant selling food, but because you don't have a food truck, you have to shut down. Because you didn't spend the money on a food truck and you wouldn't be selling food, you have to shut down. Why? Coronavirus. So we can have people come in and eat food, but we can't have them come in while their masks are on and grab beer to go. The brewery's like, we're doing takeout. And she's like, I don't care. 
uh, you have to shut down. Now, turns out she's in the wrong. She's in the wrong. But as the story goes, as she's shutting them down, there's video of her standing there in the middle of this brewery that should be open and people should be, you know, drinking and they should be making a living. And I don't know if there's music or, or, or whatever. I don't know what's going on. Um, she starts dancing. She's waiting for them to get back some paperwork to her, some other, you know, uh, oppressive garbage. And she starts dancing. Like she's, as it's being called, a happy dance. She, like she's super excited about what she has done to this business. Health departments should not be in the business of destroying other businesses. And they should stop. It doesn't matter where in the country they are. They walk into a in, into a, a restaurant and some patron allowed their mask to slip below their nose for a minute. And the next thing you know, well, here's a fine for you, business owner. This is why this is why people should hate government. This is why uh, there should be absolutely a, a, a response at your local government HQ. They take they, taking joy in this. There was no reason to shut down the brewery, none whatsoever. But they don't care. It's if you're doing a dance, if you can't control yourself, clearly you like the power. And what they should have done is just stayed open. The only way you're going to be able to fight this is by saying, "Not, nah, we're staying open. Thank you very much. Have a nice day." We are staying open, and you can bring every cop you've got. We are staying open. And some people will be like, you know what? I can't afford to do that. I got a family. I got this. I got that. I, I, I can't afford to have the problem. I'm going to lose my license, this, that. Whatever. That's You see the problem with licensing. Licensing is about having you give up your rights, and then you have the ability to rent them back from people who then have power and control over you. Tony, are you saying there shouldn't be licensing? Oh, oh, I'm that libertarian. There should be there there should be no licensing requirements. I am not opposed to health codes, and I none of those things. I'm in favor of all of them. But if somebody wants to open and says we well, yeah, we don't follow any of that stuff, they should have the right to follow me. They put up a sign. We follow no health codes here. Okay, thanks for letting me know. I got to go. And then I go someplace else where they follow health codes. We are open. We know what they say about coronavirus. We don't give a crap. Okay. I'm going in there. Because I believe they have the right to be open. If they said we don't believe in what they're saying, we listen to them about COVID and we're going to be open anyway. Oh, by the way, we don't refrigerate the chicken. I'm going to skip it. They tell me I get to make a decision. I love it. Sure, better than government making the decision. Anybody who favors government making the decision for them gets this. Power-hungry people who do power-hungry things and don't care because they don't lose a dime. They're still getting paid. They don't care who they hurt.
I, I hope this changes things. It won't. Not until the business owners demand changes. Facebook Tony Katz Radio Parlor Tony Katz. Everything at TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.